On the resurrection morning When all the dead in Christ shall rise I'll have a new body Praise the Lord, I'll have a new life Eternal soul In weakness, raised in power Ready to live in paradise I'll have a new body Praise the Lord, I'll have a new life I'll have a new home, glory, glory, with the redeemed of God. Never there'll be no more sorrow, no, no more pain, there'll be no more strife, strife. Yes, raising the likeness in of my Savior, ready to live in the big land. I'll have a new body, praise the Lord, I'll have a new life, eternal free from every imperfection, youthful and happy I shall be. Lost in victory I'll have a new body Praise the Lord, I'll have a new life Oh yes, I'll have a new home Glory, glory With the redeemed Never sad There'll be no more sorrow No, no more pain There'll be no more strife Yes, raising the likeness In of this likeness Ready to live I'll be glad I'll have a new body Praise the Lord, I'll have a new life Trump of God shall sound. I'll have a new body. Praise the Lord, I'll have a new life. Eternal grace. All bursting saints are shouting heavenly beauty all around. I'll have a new body. Praise the Lord, I'll have a new life. Oh, yes. I'll have a new home. Glory, glory. With reading, no understand. No more pain, there'll be no more strife. Yes, raising the likeness of my likeness. Ready to live I'll be glad. I'll have a new body. Praise the Lord, I'll have a new life. Good morning, good evening. Welcome to the Passion for Christ show. So glad to have you, friend. This is your host, Bruce Kessler. And let me tell you this, friend, and I am part of the greatest movement ever, a follower of Jesus Christ, because you see in him I find forgiveness, peace, joy, happiness. I am blessed beyond measure more than I deserve. My goal here is very simple. That is to encourage you along the way to help you find your passion in life in Jesus Christ. Upcoming in our study segment, we're going to be talking about for what things are you most thankful? For what things are you most thankful? But first, a few things along the way. Headline news. Get this. Gallup's newest survey on abortion is challenging the conventional wisdom that women are overwhelmingly pro-choice. That's right. In fact, the latest Gallup data shows that most women are pro-life and even are more pro-life than men. Can you 
believe that, folks? 51% of women consider themselves pro-life, according to the new poll, while 46% of men do. Meanwhile, 46% of women and 48% of men call themselves pro-choice. Historically, a significant percentage of women are pro-life in uh, other Gallup's polling. In each survey since 2004, at least 43% of women have called themselves pro-life. And since 1979, the percentage of women who support legal abortion with no restrictions has never topped 34%, and in most years, hovers around the 20s. Of the analysis of this newest poll, many U.S. political leaders may think of abortion as a key women issue, but it's not an issue about which women have substantially different attitudes than men. There are significant gender gaps on a number of political and social issues in American society today, including political party identification, presidential job approval, death penalty, views of the moral acceptability of pornography, stem cell research, marijuana, cloning, but abortion is not one of these issues. There you go, folks. There you go. Despite popular belief, women are more pro-life than men. Gallup poll says, wow, folks. Wow. I, I guess in a, in a lot of ways, that's wonderful news, isn't it? Wonderful news. Let's be thankful for that kind of news. Well, here's something else to be thankful for, folks. Listen to this. Listen. Walmart-owned Voodoo began offering filtered streaming movies this month of more than 600 titles, allowing families to watch major movies like the Marvel series without the coarse language, sexuality, or excessive violence. The announcement by Voodoo came six months after a judge ruled that another streaming company, VidAngel, had violated copyright law. Although VidAngel remains in business, the judge's ruling limits what content it can filter. The Voodoo feature called Family Play gives families the option of cutting out sexuality, nudity, violence, language, and substance abuse. It is powered by ClearPlay, a company that has been offering technology to filter movies for more than a decade. Wow, that's... Stunning news, folks. Tim Winter, president of the Parents Television Council, said he was thrilled by Voodoo's announcement. Walmart's involvement gives Voodoo service staying power. Over the past two decades, Disney and some of the other studios have sued about 14 different technology providers, either into bankruptcy or into the brink of bankruptcy, and shut down most of them. But now Walmart is stepping in. It understands that there is a vast marketplace in America for this type of service. It's going to be tough for the studios to squash Walmart like a bug. They understand we're enabling the customer to make choices. We're not making choices for them. Voodoo's new service incorporates ratings 
and reviews from Common Sense Media, a website for parents. They also launched something called Kids Mode, a section that uses data from Common Sense Media so children can only see movie options that are appropriate for their age. There you go, folks. It's wonderful news. Wonderful news. And that is the fact that Walmart, on streaming service, introduces movie filtering option for families called Voodoo. There you go, folks. Be thankful for that option for your families and children. Now, get this. This is an amazing story. Get this. A Mississippi teenager has credited God for helping her find an elderly man who went missing for several hours. Her name was Katie Qualls. She was 17 years old and was browsing through Facebook a few weeks ago when she stumbled upon a post notifying her local community that an old man with dementia had wandered away from his property. The compassionate young girl was concerned for the old man's well-being, not least because of the low temperatures outside. I immediately went to my parents and was like, I'm not going to be able to go to sleep until this person is found. I was just thinking about if this was my grandfather or somebody. It just didn't sit right with me. Knowing that she could draw upon her personal connection to the man's grandchildren if she came across him, Katie threw on some warm clothes and headed out into the night. It wasn't long before the entire community was out looking for the man. But while most of the search party headed off into the nearby wooded area, she felt the need to take a different route and headed towards a particular house. I walked around and feeling like, well, this is a good spot to look. I hear something and I turn to my left and he's laying on the floor on his side, backed up into the bushes. He blended in with the moat so you wouldn't have seen him unless you actually walked into the bushes. The man was confused and kept telling Katie not to hurt him, but she reassured him by talking about his sons and grandkids. I was like, I'm here to help you. I know your son. I know your grandkids. I don't know how I did it, but I picked him up. I picked up his whole body and carried him out. She then alerted authorities and the man was kept warm in the back of the police cruiser. I realized that it was just all God, she declared. He led me there. I truly believe he made that happen for a reason. All the stuff that's happened in my life recently, I felt like he has a plan for me. I don't know all what it is, but I know it's going to be helping people. There you go, folks. What a heartwarming story. Mississippi teenager says God led her to missing elderly man. It was all God. Praise be to God, folks. Let's be thankful. For beautiful teenagers like Katie, who is stepping up to the plate. Amen. Glory. Hallelujah. And that's our headline news for this broadcast. And now this day.
in church history. In 857, Patriarch Ignatius of Constantinople is disposed and banished, having refused Holy Communion to Emperor Caesar Bardus because he was living in incest with his daughter-in-law, Eudocia. Photius is made Patriarch in his place, although Ignatius will eventually be restored. On this day in 1585, death in London of Thomas Tallis, composer of fine Christian music, including the highly regarded Lamentations of Jeremiah and a number of psalm settings. In 1826, on this day, Myra Wood writes in her journal that a number of single women have united in prayer and fasting to find a more useful sphere of action so as not to be guilty of standing here idle, she will become a missionary in India. And on this day in 1846, James Evans, having served as a missionary to Canadian Indians, collapsed unexpectedly while in England and dies instantly at 45 years of age, he had been under tremendous strain from sexual allegations brought against him by liquor traders furious at his preaching. A memorable incident in his life had been his accidental shooting of an Indian convert. Friends urged him to flee. James, however, located the man's family, explained what had happened, and offered himself for adoption in the man's place. Get that, folks. The mother was so impressed that a white man would care about the feelings of an Indian family, she let James live. For the rest of his short life, James shared his income with her. And that's this day in church history. And now we have Name That Bible Character Segment. Here is your clue. I am what God did on the first day of creation. What am I? Here's your clue one more time. I am what God did on the first day of creation. What am I? We'll reveal the answer following our study segment, so stay tuned, folks, for that exciting reveal and our final conclusion of Name That Bible Character. Well, folks, we've come to our study segment for this broadcast, and uh, just relax, get you a cup of coffee, a hot drink, or cold drink, whatever you have, and just sit down. Let's open up our Bibles, and let's talk a little bit about what God says about being thankful today, just for a little bit, okay, folks? Just have your little drink of coffee. I'll have mine, and we'll get started. Let's say a prayer before we get started. Heavenly Father, we humbly bow before you on this broadcast 
humbled, giving our lives to you. Thankful for Jesus Christ. Thankful for all your rich blessings. Thankful for giving us another day of living. Thankful for giving us another day to show people what we care and we love. And we will give ourselves to you, Jesus. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. You know, there's lots to be thankful for, folks, don't you think? A thankful person allows for a close relationship between grace and understanding that God has given us so much. And as thankful people, we admit that God is the source of all of our blessings, whether they be spiritual or financial. And as the, the famous cry is today, folks, that we admit and if you're thankful, you admit that we have more than we could ever deserve. Think about that. Now, money is a way in which we are blessed as individuals. But there are lots of other ways that we are blessed. Amen. Now, this Thanksgiving, your table might have some of the world's finest uh, garnishments. The table may be covered with the finest festive spread. But if that is the extent of your thankfulness, you're missing out on the greatest blessings available. Proverbs 15 verse 17 says, Better a meal of vegetables where there is love than a fattened calf with hatred. Amen, folks. Better a meal of vegetables where there is love. Surround yourself with people that you love and are loved in return. If you're surrounded this Thanksgiving by friends and family, you are the most blessed person and people in the world. If you know Jesus and have a relationship with Him, joy overflows. If you have children who honor and respect you, you have much to be thankful for. So I dare you this morning, just for a little while, Take this Thanksgiving to answer what really are the greatest blessings you enjoy. Do those things come from money or do they come from God? 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 and 18 says, But be joyful always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances. Amen. For this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Amen, folks. Let's read that again. Say it with me. Repeat it with me. Be joyful always. Pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstances. For this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 and 18. Remember that passage, folks. Remember that. By giving thanks, it helps us to give us a new appreciation for just how blessed we truly are, even in the worst of circumstances. No matter what circumstance you're in. And I know that people that are listening right now are hurting and are in great pain. And yet, even in that pain 
even in those deep, heartfelt let, let me tell you, folks, there's a family that last weekend lost their daughter, their son-in-law, their two grandkids, all in one swipe. And yet they're today burying those lovely individuals and saying goodbye. And yet they stand on the rock of Jesus Christ. Oh, folks, how hard it is, how difficult it is sometimes. And yet in Christ Jesus, we can find, even in those circumstances, to be thankful and be surrounded by those that love us. Therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken, let us be thankful. And so worship God acceptably with reverence and awe. Hebrews 12, verse 28. Our salvation in Christ Jesus is one of the biggest reasons to be thankful and to praise God. Isn't it powerful to know that once we accept him, once we give our lives to him, once we are part of his kingdom, we are part of an unshakable kingdom. Amen. Give thanks to the Lord for he is good. His love endures forever. First Chronicles 16 verse 34. We should give thanks to the Lord for his righteous nature and because of his strong, enduring love for us despite our ugly, sinful nature. Despite the fact that we didn't deserve it. His love still endures forever. Give thanks to the Lord. Call on his name. Make known among the nations what he has done. First Chronicles 16 verse 8. Hasn't God done so much for us? We should give thanks and praise him and tell others about what great things he has done for us and can do for them as well. Amen. Amen. Glory. Hallelujah. Psalm 69 verse 30 says, I will praise the name of God with song and shall magnify him with thanksgiving. I think too often when we talk to God, it's all about us. It's all about what we want. It's all about our troubles. It's about this, about that. We would all be so much better off. We would spend more time praising God, thanking him for all his goodness and love. Amen. Psalms 100 verse 4 says this. Enter his gates with thanksgiving, his courts with praise. Give thanks to him, bless his name. 1 Corinthians 15 verse 57. But thanks be to God. He gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen, folks. We are victorious in him. And through his sacrifice for us. 
on the cross. For what things are you most thankful for, friend? What things do you give praise for? Is it all about money? Is it all about things? Is it all about materialism? Is it all about you? What are you most thankful for? And I want to conclude with an interview I did with my granddaughter, Carly, years back. As we draw to a close. And our study on thankfulness. What are some things you are thankful for, sweetie? I'm thankful for God and Jesus, and I'm thankful for my family, and I'm thankful for all um, of the planet that God made our stuff, and I'm thankful for that there was a lot of animals and a lot of trees, to, and, and so there's a lot of air for us to live forever and now we have our final segment of name that bible character here was your clue i am what god did on the first day of creation what am i divided the light from the darkness Genesis 1, verse 1 and 5. In the beginning God created the heaven and the earth, and the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deed, and the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. And God said, Let there be light, and there was light. And God saw the light, that it was good, and God divided the light from the darkness. And God called the light day, and the darkness he called night, and the evening and morning were the first day. So there you go, folks. I am what God did on the first day of creation. What am I? Divided the light from the darkness and name that Bible character. Well, folks, you too can become a follower of Jesus Christ find in him forgiveness, peace, joy, and happiness, and be blessed beyond measure more than you ever deserve. My goal here has been very simple. That is to encourage you along the way to help you find your passion and life in Jesus Christ. If you ever come through Norman, Oklahoma, stop by and visit with us at the South Canadian Valley Church of Christ. But if you can't, stop by our website, normanchurch.com. NormanChurch.com, the NormanChurch.com. Well, friend, I just want to tell you this. Thank you for listening and being a part of this broadcast. May God bless you. Praise God. Praise God. Give thanks to the Father in all, in all that you say and do. Well, amen. Amen. Sing glory, hallelujah, Christ the Lord has died for you. Praise God, Praise God. give thanks to the Father in all, in all that you say and do. Well, amen, amen. Sing glory, hallelujah, Christ the Lord has risen for you. Praise God.
God. Praise God. Give thanks to the Father in all. In all that you say and do. Well, amen. Amen. Sing glory. Hallelujah. Christ the Lord is living for you. Praise God, give thanks to the Father in all, in all that you say and do. Well, amen, amen, sing glory, hallelujah, Christ the Lord is coming for you. Christ the Lord is coming for you. Christ the Lord is coming for you.